and welcome to Sovereign Audio Magazine. I am Nicole George, the founder of Sovereign, and I'm so happy you are here. With Sovereign Audio Magazine, you can listen to the most incredible stories from women all around the globe, anywhere, anytime, and at your leisure. This audio magazine is structured in a way so that you may listen to it all at once or skip to the article you left off on using the timestamps in the notes. The February issue has you going deep within to look at your rebellious and impulsive self and how she shows up in your life, or perhaps not. First, I will provide you with my editor's reflection about how often when women claim their rebellious self, they can be pegged as edgy, hasty, or even wild. Then our gorgeous front cover from New York, Taryn Rodriguez, has you looking at the ultimate rebellion, cycle breaking. She shares about how generations of women in her family stayed in abusive relationships for various reasons and truly believes they helped pave the way for her to claim her innate self as she knows her today. Your personal moon mentor, Miranda Murphy-Gall, sets the tone for this issue, sharing with you the full and new moons of February, and also pulls a tarot card from the lovely Danielle Noel. Keep listening to hear more about the energies of the full and new moons and the energy of the Eight of Pentacles. Next, Tracy Wilson from Australia tells you about reaching burnout only to find the most magical gift she's ever had. Elemental Freedom. It's an article you don't want to miss as she describes what elemental freedom means and looks like for her. Miranda then shares with you in her Cyclical Living article all about altars and how to create one for yourself anywhere you are in the world. Last but certainly not least, I tell you my own story and the story of how Sovereign birthed through the unveiling of scared little Nicole, my childlike self. So sit back and relax, however that feels good to you, and enjoy your sovereign experience. We need to mention a few disclaimers before proceeding. Please note our magazine is never a substitute for any professional guidance, including, but not limited to, medical, psychosocial, legal, or financial advice. Please always seek the guidance from a certified professional. Trigger warning, the content in this magazine could contain references of topics and difficult subject matter that may be triggering. The stories told may not be comprehensive or align with your personal needs. Please honor yourself, inner knowing, and proceed with whatever help or guidance you feel is intuitively aligned to help you should you be triggered. Editor's Reflection. If you are new to the Sovereign world, a huge welcome. If you are one of our loyal readers, welcome back. This month's theme closely follows the Aquarius new moon, which holds the energy of rebellion and impulsivity. These two qualities can often come with negative connotations, and women who embody them are often seen or pegged as edgy, hasty, or wild. Why not, I say? Embrace all of those characteristics that society feels are unbecoming of a woman. If being wild means standing in the sovereignty of your soul's purpose, then do it. Our lovely front cover, Taryn Rodriguez, mentions in her article a quote by Emma Watson. If not me, who? If not now, when? 
Yes, this is the essence of the February issue. Step into your rebellious and impulsive self and claim all that you are here to claim. Sovereign Magazine's front cover feature article is written by Taryn Rodriguez. Taryn's gift is in tarot, where she channels messages and can see beyond what's being said to uncover deeper truths and patterns that come up to be acknowledged and then broken. When you book a session with Taryn, it's so much more than a reading. It's tarot therapy. Most times, a simple question dives much deeper than expected and ends with an exercise you can take with you into your everyday life. Cycle breaking, the ultimate rebellion. Have you ever had someone tell you that you're acting just like a parent, grandparent, or other family member before? To me, it seems like that ends up being inevitable. You talk, act, or go through some particular situation that someone before you has already experienced, creating another generation running through a cycle. They say, that's the way we've always done it. This is all I've ever known. There has been quite a bit of talk about cycle breakers in the last few years, and it's getting louder as time goes on. But what is the definition of a cycle breaker? A cycle breaker is somebody who sees an unhealthy pattern of behaviour or a dysfunctional trait in their family culture and intentionally works to break that cycle or change that trait. Most of the time, in order to do that, there's intense introspection and healing that must occur. You may have heard this process referred to as doing the work. Breaking a cycle is no easy task. Most of the time, these are dysfunctional patterns that have gone on for generations in a family, and many of the people around you see nothing wrong with them. You may notice the second you start to go outside of what's deemed normal, you might be confronted, put down, or even disregarded or outcasted by your own family. On the surface, this can seem cruel and unfair. When you take a deeper look, you'll find that the older generations are operating with an undercurrent of fear of change in the unknown. For many years, the women in my family decided they were going to put up with abuse due to low self-esteem and fear. My grandmother suffered through physical abuse by an alcoholic husband because her generation stayed for the sake of their children. It wasn't until my mother was 18 and considered an adult that my grandmother finally had enough and went through a nasty divorce. This is not to say my grandmother was a bad person for staying in her marriage. I don't know or understand what it was like in the 60s or 70s where women had much less say than they do now. Nor can I comprehend how much power my grandfather must have had over her financially and socially. What I do know is that once she was able to walk away, 
she was lucky enough to start a whole new life. Unfortunately, the damage was already done. The mental toll it took on my mother and uncle was far worse than she probably ever thought imaginable. Poor mental health wasn't taken seriously in those days because there were so many stigmas surrounding admitting out loud that one is not okay. Therefore, my mother suffered in silence. When she did try to get herself help, it looked much less sophisticated than it is now. It was also downright scary sometimes. She was misdiagnosed, constantly changed from one medication to another, and hospitalised on more than one occasion. My sister and I witnessed all of this from a young age. You see, my mother had begun repeating the cycle. She had married someone with an alcohol and drug problem, and my sister and I grew up in a dysfunctional home just like she did. It seemed inevitable that we would repeat these same patterns as well. But I believe that in every family, someone comes along and decides, enough. In my family, I'm one of those people. I watched my mother suffer for as long as I could remember. I can recall being in my house and thinking, I'm never going to allow this to happen to me. If I'm being honest, I failed with that in my younger years. I had a string of relationships that were mentally, physically, and sexually abusive. I know this may sound crazy, but considering where I am on my journey right now, I genuinely believe that had I not experienced what I did, I probably wouldn't be in the position to break the wheel like I am right now. Having those experiences woke me up on a cellular and spiritual level that had me saying no more and being brave enough to mean it. My sun sign is Aquarius, so it's my nature to rebel. I've always gone against the grain and did the opposite of what everyone else was doing. There are many patterns that I've recognised that I am breaking from previous generations. Abuse, codependency, low self-esteem, poor mental health, to name a few. This work is by no means easy. It's a constant ebb and flow, and there are times where I feel like I've taken two steps back after making some real progress. I've had people exit my life that I've really cared for and thought would be around for life. There are times where I feel the wind knocked out of me and I want to give up. I'll start second-guessing myself and whether holding up the new boundaries I built are worth it. Then I remember something important that I've realised along this path. Not everything is going to be broken by me, and that's okay. Some of these patterns take generations to get completely out of the family line. Instead of taking it all onto my shoulders, I do the absolute best that I can and continue to push forward, even when I feel like giving up. Being a cycle breaker is one of the greatest acts of rebellion that one could commit. For all the work you put in, 
and hard times you may encounter. It's equally rewarding, empowering, and freeing. For those of you who are on the fence about this, ask yourself, what are you afraid of? I've noticed that one of the most common sources of fear when thinking about taking up this work is being afraid to fail. We ask, but what if I can't do it? And how can I go against all I've ever known? Valid fears and questions. Yet I ask you, what if you succeed? While the work you put in can be hard, the reward is that much sweeter. Can you imagine the next generation living the dreams of previous generations? When you feel like quitting, I invite you to picture what that looks like. Feel it. Breathe that in. It's one of the best motivators out there. Release your inner Neo. You can be the one to rebel against what has always been. Just like Emma Watson says, if not me, who? If not now, when? Did you know you could be featured in our global women's magazine? Share your story on our global platform and be part of our community of women who have a passion for visibility, inclusivity, and connection. Go to www.sovereign-magazine.com backslash get dash featured to learn more. Moon Musings with Miranda Murphy-Goll, Sovereign's Moon Mentor. How to work with the energy of the moon in February. To tune into the energy of the month of February, I am turning to the beautiful Moon Child Tarot Deck by Danielle Noel for inspiration and clarity. We are so grateful to Danielle Noel, the creator of this tarot and many other decks, for allowing us to share her stunning artwork. The card I pulled is the Eight of Pentacles, and if you'd like to take a look at her card, please go to sovereign-magazine.com and subscribe to the magazine, and make sure that you check out the February 2024 edition. The card shows a protected path forward, guarded by two stone relics of Sekhmet, the lion-headed Egyptian goddess. Her name means she who is powerful, and she reigned over chaos and war, as well as protection and healing. Quite the duality of rulership. The traditional meaning of the Eight of Pentacles is apprenticeship and the hard work that moves you toward mastery. Pentacles are associated with the element of earth and therefore are grounded in the physical plane of what you're here to do in this lifetime and the body. I love the depiction of this card as it shows a clear path forward with jewels lining the way. There is a positive, feminine essence to this card, with flowers and rainbows on either side, symbolising the spectrum of light that surrounds us 
and the harmony with Mother Earth that we can lean into. The theme of this month is rebellion and impulsivity, two quite powerful energies which are not always expressed in healthy ways that serve us. Intuitively, I feel this tarot card is bringing the message of becoming masters of our reactions and urges to go against the grain. Not to say that we should quell our desires for expansion or silence our voices in any way, but rather take the opportunity to learn discernment of expression and how to use that pause button. Even the bejeweled stepping stones look to me as though we might want to rest on one a while before leaping onto the next one. The goddess Sekhmet's presence seems to echo this sentiment. We can create chaos and conflict when we jump to defend ourselves, break away from the status quo, or even set a boundary around what we want we do end up protecting ourselves and our nervous systems by not reacting. By pacing ourselves and deciding what is worth saying and acting on and what is not, we are learning how to be powerful while not also being destructive to ourselves or others. The new moon in Aquarius falls on February 9th. The sign of Aquarius is the definitive embodiment of rebellious energy, and that's what this moon is asking us to tune into and utilise, not only for our highest and best, but for the highest and best of those around us. Truthfully, the energy produced by taking responsibility for our own actions ends up rippling out into the world and can have far-reaching effects. Aquarius is associated with the element of air and symbolises movement, the energy of the collective consciousness and our connection to one another. It doesn't like the established order of anything and is all about creating something brand new. All of this brings an exciting energy to this new moon as a starting point from which to leap off into a new direction. The archetype of Aquarius is the water bearer, which shares a message of deep transformational healing. We can think of this as a state change or a spiritual rebirth. What needs changing is going to change for the better and through a healing process. For this new moon, we can focus on walking the path to mastery in the ways in which we manage our own inner rebelliousness and how to not just act on every impulse. Rather, let's work to cultivate the skills to engage with conflicting issues in healthy ways. After all, how we conduct ourselves always cascades out into the collective. As within, so without. We are the microcosm of the macrocosm. There's a very popular quote by Gandhi which says, Be the change you wish to see in the world. And I think that resonates with the new moon this February. Let us embody how we wish to see others behave on a larger scale 
across the world. Journaling inspiration for the new moon. One, what rebellion is rising in you at this time? Two, in what ways have you acted impulsively and how has that served you? Three, how do you wish others would approach conflict? Four, how do you wish current global conflicts could be resolved? Five, which steps to mastery can you see as necessary in your approach when stating an opposing opinion? Six, which steps could be important to take to prevent impulsive reaction? The seeds you plant at this new moon will have an opportunity to grow throughout the month. So consider how you might wish to become more masterful within yourself while also expanding through inner rebellion. After all, without revolution, our world would look very different. It takes a rising up against what is no longer serving us to become change makers of a reality we desire. Yet our approach determines how others receive us and contributes to the energy of the whole. Please find your accompanying breathwork ritual and meditation for this new and full moon in Moon Monday's guided audio ritual on all podcast platforms. The full moon falls in Virgo on February 24th. Virgo is an earth sign and perhaps the least impulsive of any of the astrological signs. This sign is embodied by physical groundedness, health, our work ethic, service and organisation. What the full moon will do this month is illuminate ways in which we might wish to be of service to ourselves and others in our approach to difficult situations, as well as to our own healing. This is a call to stay present, to look at what is lit up immediately in front of us, and also to pause and go slow. When I think about the energy of rebellion and impulsivity, it is difficult not to think of the nervous system and our anxiety responses. When we are confronted with someone else's rebellion or our own, we can often feel triggered and the wisest aspect of ourselves knows this is not a good state from which to respond. Our brains are literally hardwired to respond to anxiety and worry by activating the fight, flight or freeze response in our body as a way of protecting ourselves. When we're confronted with situations that feel like war and chaos, as the energy of Sekhmet reminds us, we are likely to experience a nervous system hit. That part is purely physical and isn't really in our control. However, when we embark on the journey of healing our nervous system, we can use the very sensible technique of just pausing, tending to ourselves, and allowing ourselves the time we need to come out of a triggered state before we respond. Putting our own healing first before engaging 
might even be revolutionary in itself. Journaling inspiration for the full moon. Do you typically go into fight, flight, or freeze when you get anxious or upset? Two, how has that impacted you in the past? Three, name three things that help you get out of that state and how long it might take you to get there. Four, when you feel triggered or in an activated nervous system state, what physical symptoms do you experience? Five, imagine you need to speak up, fight back, state your case, or stand in opposition to someone. How does that make you feel in your body? Six, what techniques can you use to regulate your nervous system to ensure that you maintain equilibrium? Consider this full moon as an opportunity for you to shine a light on how you can take a pause, soothe yourself and use regulating techniques to help you tend to yourself first and then handle a difficult situation, possibly one of conflict, without reacting impulsively, creating chaos or having angry exchanges. And more importantly, putting yourself, your body and your healing first so that you're in an empowered physical place from which to take action. You can tune in to your audio version of Moon Mondays, where I guide you through new and full moon rituals. We'll be delving into some practices to deepen your connection with this month's theme and what the moon has in store for you. Available now on all podcast platforms. Our next article is by Tracy Wilson of Elemental Freedom. Tracy has shifted her coaching and mentoring focus. Her mission is to guide freedom seekers towards generating sustainable income online, fostering low-tox living and achieving time, location and financial freedom. In her mentoring, Tracy strives to elevate lives overcome obstacles and forge new neural pathways, enabling individuals to navigate life and business intuitively, taking aligned actions that resonate with one's purpose and aspirations, accepting, letting go and transmuting into a higher vibration. I tried to do normal and it very nearly broke me. As I lean into my mid-40s, I'm feeling more accustomed to embracing bold change and finding the opportunities in different seasons of life. I was terrified of change in my 20s. It felt safer to stay stuck. Entering my Saturn return sorted that out as I began to unpack my conditioning and experiences to learn a new way to be. I went the unconventional route. I dove deep into spirituality the quantum world, travel, tantra, Ayurveda, meditation, energetic healings, plant medicines, and personal development. I wanted to live, explore, learn, and inspire. Patterns emerged in my existence. 
One thing that became very apparent to me is that if you don't trust your intuition to make bold choices in life, eventually the universe will take control of that for you. A crisis, depression, immense discomfort or pain will present. The universe is always working for us, not against us. It's the resistance to accepting what needs to happen that creates the pain. A letting go is required to step into your true alignment, to evolve. It's not always an external shift either. There's always an internal element, a shift in perspective and rewiring of your neural pathways. For me now, radical change is here again. Our family of four and the dog are sitting in the departure lounge, as my partner Josh so eloquently put it, waiting for the missing pieces of the puzzle to fall into place so we can set off on a once-in-a-lifetime adventure in our caravan, off into the unknown, fully embracing what destiny has in store for us. You see, building our dream home didn't pan out. COVID threw the build into a complete budget blowout and I wasn't prepared to stay working in jobs that were no longer serving me. I was done. I had an emotional and mental breakdown. I was burnt out being a new mum, working two jobs in survival mode. I wasn't going to be conditioned into thinking it was okay to live like this. We quickly realised the blessing in all of this. We now had a blank slate to ask the important questions. Where would we want to live and how would we like to work if we didn't have any obligations or commitments? What do we want our lives to look like? Here is where our truth presented itself. It's time for aligned action. To be fearless and do things differently to before. The old ways have no place in our future. We invested in ourselves finding new aligned ways to make income online so we have time and location freedom, and to set ourselves up and fully live while doing it, with more choices, freedom and money. We are off to live in more alignment, inspiring and supporting women to be bold and commit into their future, bringing in the freedom their soul desires to break free from burnout and stand empowered by life. This is Elemental Freedom. Living Cyclically with Miranda Murphy-Gall. Altars. When you hear the word altar, what comes to mind for you? For many of us, it may conjure up religious images, perhaps the concept of getting married, standing at the altar arises. Maybe you envision candles and a Buddha statue, or even an ancestor altar for the Day of the Dead. No matter what an altar may mean from a religious perspective, we are all allowed to build our own altars in our own personal spaces, and they can be utilised or admired in ways which we so choose. Altars are a place for our spiritual tools and sacred items to live, and a setting for ceremony or ritual. They can be for our everyday use or created for a specific purpose. For example, for a particular feast day, 
or to honour a loved one who has passed. No matter where I am, one of the first things I do is set up an altar, whether I'm staying in an Airbnb or a campground or in a new home. I always find a space to create an altar. For me, having an altar is an anchor, a way for me to orient myself, a place to put my sacred items, and a space to perform daily ritual. Creating an altar is also a way to add beauty to wherever I am, as it displays special treasures and objects which have personal and spiritual resonance for me. At home, I have a daily altar, and I also create smaller altars for moon or manifestation ceremonies, as well as for special occasions and celebrations. My current daily altar has a wooden rattle, stones and crystals of meaning, an heirloom singing bowl, a candle, a bowl of water, feathers, shells, an icon of the Venus of Willendorf, which is a copy of a female sculpture from 30,000 years ago, and, as always, my Morlanoffa, the sacred bundle that wraps the stones and items that I've worked with shamanically over the last few years. My tarot deck also has a place on my altar, and a stand to display the daily card I pull, so I can see it and reflect on its message as needed. Each item holds its own unique importance to me, particularly the ones which represent the elements. I arrange them according to the directional alignment of Celtic tradition. North is earth, east is air, south is fire, and west is water. And I use a compass for precision. Did you know the iPhone has a compass app on it? That is one of the first things I get out when creating my altar and knowing which way is north gives me a feeling of connection to every place that I am and have ever been. When I go camping, I have a special wooden box which holds all my travel altar items. Within it is a small altar cloth, a crystal representing earth, a feather representing air, a battery-operated flameless tea-like candle for fire, and a shell which represents water. I also keep a lovely little handwritten booklet that a friend wrote on the Buddhist practice of Tonglen for inspiration and delight. It is always such a pleasure to set up an altar and to find natural items to add to it from wherever I am, whether it be an acorn or a leaf, a flower, a pinecone, a stone, or truly any item of beauty and resonance that speaks to me in some way, it might find its way onto my altar. The last place I travelled to for a weekend away, my altar was incredibly simple, but it was something I planned and packed for. It comprised of just one small but special stone and my tarot cards, which I placed atop the mantle of the fireplace. When I'm packing light, I may only feel called to bring the barest of minimums, yet even in those few items, there is beauty, sacredness and a sense of home wherever I am. Our next article is by Nicole George. Nicole is the CEO and founder of Sovereign Magazine, 
and she believes every woman's superpowers are to be celebrated, shared and encouraged. It has become Nicole's mission to provide you, women or those who identify as women, a global platform to share your story and purpose with the world, to help you stand in the sovereignty of your soul's purpose. I Am Sovereign by Nicole George As a little girl, I was always the good girl, the people pleaser, the nice girl. Why? Because everything else around me was utter chaos. My biological mother left me and my brother when we were just six months old and three and a half years old, respectively, leaving my father to raise us. Well, for the most part. We were mandated by the court to visit Karen, as I call her, every other weekend. Those weekends are etched into my soul. The loneliness I experienced the hunger pains I felt in my tummy, the scared little girl who was left alone for hours in front of a television, forever imprinted into my DNA. These types of experiences have left long-lasting impressions upon parts of my truest essence. Some aspects I still embrace and others I no longer allow to take hold of how I think, feel or engage with myself or the world. Breaking open. I embodied scared little Nicole for nearly 41 years, trying to please people and be happy at all costs, to the detriment of my physical and mental health, although a completely unconscious choice. My rigid reality at that time was, I did everything right. I am happy. They said go to college. I went to college. They said get a good paying job. I became a nurse. They said, make more money. I got my master's degree and became a nurse manager. All for whom? And at what cost? Every time I tried to be rebellious or impulsive and step into an identity that wasn't given to me, I was met with resistance of some sort. For example, my bosses would begin to target me at work. One even fired me and I was the top leader in her department, but that's a story for another time. I was constantly given a backhanded slap to get back down into my rigid little box of reality any time I went against the grain to my perfectly constructed life. On the outside, everything was picture perfect. I was in the perfect marriage with a wonderful man, had an amazing daughter, a beautiful house, nice cars, the dream job with a pension and large six-figure salary. What was there to complain about, right? But deep down, I wasn't happy with myself. Disclosing I was burned out and miserable on a soul level seemed like admitting I was a failure, unworthy and undeserving to be on this earth. I had it all. Many said I was such a lucky woman. How could I be unhappy with the life most dream of? I felt selfish for even saying it, or to dare to ask for more. All I wanted was to truly know who I was 
without the veil of conformity that had been placed over my eyes and heart for the last 41 years. To know, love and nurture little Nicole, and so I could tell her she was safe and to feel worthy and deserving again. Unveiling myself. Unveiling the persona little Nicole was given was quite an ugly process. It wasn't pretty at all, actually. There were many days my daughter said, I want my old mumsy back. I don't like my new mumsy. It was heartbreaking to hear this from my then eight-year-old daughter. But I knew I had to keep going. I wasn't just doing the inner work for myself. I was doing it for her and our future generations. I was letting go of it all, of all the external expectations that no longer served me or my ancestors. I was modelling for my daughter how she could claim how she is and stand in her own power, to know she's worthy and deserving of the life she desires now, not later, or dreamt up by someone else. The soul-aligned entrepreneur. Leaving the nursing world to find myself and birth Sovereign magazine has been one of the most profound experiences of my life quite similar to the changes I experienced giving birth to my daughter. My body literally looks and feels different from the woman three years ago who stood in front of her husband and said on the 1st of November 2020, I am not going back. I don't know what this means, but I am not going back. His reply was, I believe in you. Every day I chose her the woman I desired to embody. I cared, nurtured, and loved little Nicole like she was my own daughter. I sat in the unknown and continued to claim the life I desired each day. One deep breath, one choice, one step at a time. Was it easy? No. Was it worth it? Yes. I have made decisions most would say were crazy. I have made choices many would have said would cause me to lose everything. But I didn't. I still have the same incredible husband and amazing daughter. We live in the same house, have the same cars. The only difference is our energy and love for each other. We are the happiest we have ever been, all of us. When you embody your highest self, it's like a ripple effect. I am rebellious and impulsive. I am not crazy. I am standing in the sovereignty of my soul's purpose. I am no longer scared, little Nicole. I am sovereign. Thank you for listening to Sovereign Audio Magazine today. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did creating it for you. It would mean the world to us if you would review, like, share, and subscribe, as this builds community, which is one of Sovereign's core values. We are always looking for incredible women to feature in our magazine. Go to www.sovereign-magazine.com to learn more about how you can be featured in our global magazine. We would love to hear from you. Connect with us on socials at The Sovereign Magazine. 
Sending love.